Welcome back, everyone. Podcast number four now, is it? Yep. Nope, five, maybe. We're losing count. We're pumping these things out so frequently. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome back. Podcast where lifelong friends AJ and Patrick come together to unpack the rivalry between the NC State Wolfpack and Tar Heels. Um, join us as we explore our perspectives on each other's seasons. And we take shots at each one's respective manhoods leading up to the annual Thanksgiving weekend showdown between the two rivals. that very enthusiastic and zealous introduction you're welcome hey good week, good week for the boys two two, two and a half two wins yeah but mm. someone looked better than the other probably once again Snake, sneaking by by the by your chinny chin chin like AJ said a couple of weeks ago, a dub is a dub is a dub. It's true. Yep. You snuck one in all, in the bottom of the barrel of ACC. Dude, no, their their freshman quarterback is gonna be good. Um was that his he, first start? Yeah, it's his first it's his first true start. Um he came in, in like the first quarter of their second game, I believe. They have a senior quarterback who's back healthy, and they chose to start the freshman over him to build for the future. Uh, what was his name again? Kind of like State building for MJ Morris's future and just letting their trash quarterback play. Yeah. I don't know about that one, but I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> You're at a loss for words. Hey, they, hey I'm sorry. riding with Brennan until he proves me wrong, all right? Has he not done that already? Because you had him at fourth. That was the another pick. And he completed 50% of his passes, which I think is right on average for him this year. 57. 57. It's completely awful. Yeah, you're not wrong. Dude, (laughs) our our problem is when we get up, by more than a touchdown, we start like all right. So, for instance, we were up by eight going into like the end of the third quarter, and instead of pushing and trying to get more points, we just decided to freaking run the ball. I I know y'all didn't do your research, but I did mine a little bit. I'm gonna shit on NC State a little bit here for y'all. But we had eight drives where we totaled fifteen yards. Conservative Dave and Too Shy and I back at it again. Eight, eight, eight drives. No, it was three drives, eight plays, fifteen yards. Mate, maybe I'm tripping, but Dude, yeah. those two nicknames are proving very accurate this season. Yeah, y'all were up fourteen to seven and a half against the worst team in the conference and won by three points. Y'all are having some issues. AJ, did you did did either of y'all actually see how the game played out? 
I know y'all were both busy that night, but I watched. I was I was at a bar watching like the first half. Dude, freaking! I, give, I, the, I, uh, tap, give the rundown of the tail end of the game and how y'all lit like and lucky, lucky as hell. What they that, won? There was a penalty called. Just wait, AJ. I got I got the rundown for you. All right, we were up by eight. Right, there's like five minutes left. Calandria throws a pick. Um, we got the ball on the 20 yard line, five minutes left. We run it three times, gain a total of three yards. Punt. Um, we punt the ball, they had the ball at the 45 with three minutes left. Right, and I'm just like, all right, we just gotta keep them out of the end zone, don't do anything stupid. Um, and just counting our defense here, like we always do, like we always end up doing. Um, they drive the ball down the field. They're on the one-yard line with 36 seconds left. They punch it in, and I'm like, okay, well, they we um, they punch it in with 36 seconds left. I'm like, all right, we'll just keep them out for going for two, right? Um, but after they scored, one of their offensive linemen headbutted our defensive linemen, so then they drove the ball back 15 yards. So they go for two from the 18. Um, and they just have a jump ball. The quarterback scrambling runs, jump ball, caught it. The freshman quarterback decides to take off his helmet on the field and flits to the crowd. Another another fifteen yard penalty on the kickoff. They're kicking it from the twenty yard line. They kick it. Our beast ass kick returner, Jillian Gray, he's a dog. Ran it all the way to the 45 of Virginia. We gained 20 yards. And this is not where the story ends. We gained 20 yards. Brendan runs quarterback draw twice. Gains 20 yards. We're, we have a 49-yard field goal. Three seconds left in the game. They block it, but there's another penalty. And we're returning it back for a touchdown. Yes. They block it. There's a penalty call. The dude that blocked it jumped over the center flag 15 yards, kicked a 33-yard field goal, and time expires for the win. That's the rundown for you. Sounds like NC State she. Yeah. So what's your takeaway, Tap? What, 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 like, that is horrible. Like, where do y'all – like, where do you go? Where do you go from here as a fan? Like, what – do you just like pray every Saturday morning, like right when you wake up, or for instance, this Friday morning? Are you just gonna pray all day? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because I don't have a shot. UVA, UVA has lost, got blown out by Tennessee, lost to James Madison at home, got blown out by Maryland, and then loses by three. Y'all beat them by three on the all road. Right. We were on the road, first off. All right. Brandon's a little scared. He's his alma mater. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Are expectations – have expectations changed? Do you, can you see y'all winning 10 games? Yeah. If the right circumstances come into place. And what are those circumstances? If, if Brandon quarterback gets hurt, if – Louisville's skill players catch COVID. Uh, well, 
about the we're talking about the perfect storm. <laughs> uh, if Brennan turns his shit around, he's so damn inaccurate with the football. I don't understand. And we only have one wide receiver. I don't think he can just fix that. Like he's not just gonna like. Dude, it's just it's just like his throws have zero pop on the ball. It's just like he's floating it out there. He also looks directly at who he's going to throw to for five seconds. What's that called when you do that? Snake eyes. Uh, no. Uh, Telepath. Tele. Yeah, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Opposite of snake eyes. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> but he does that every single time he throws the ball, and we only have one good receiver. Kevin Concepcion, um, he's absolutely dog. He's a freshman, but he's like the only bright spot. Yeah, he, had, he had one good game, which was last game. Yeah, <laughs> he's our best receiver by far. Yeah, yeah, and that's not saying anything. Yeah, true freshman. All right, let me give you a stat line real fast: six receptions, 116 yards, two tutties, long or 48, and that you one. Wanna of 48. Look, you want to go look at the previous three games? His stats. Sure, I'd love to. So, Tap, I have a, I posed this question. When it's already been, it's going to be be asked every week. When do you pull Brennan and play MJ Morris? If we lose to Louisville. If you lose to Louisville, you burn his red shirt. Yes. That's. <laughs> Is that just what you want to happen? Like, what do you think Dave's going to do? Conservative Dave, I'll tell you what. He's going to okay. keep that if I, up. If I had to, if I had to guess, well, first off, I think we're going to beat Louisville. But if we lose to Louisville and then Marshall somehow keeps it close, I think the fans are going to be gunning for Brennan's head so that Dave's not going to have a choice. Wait, how, what game, what game could MJ come back and still keep his red shirt? How many if games do that, that's going to be so soft. How many games is that? Four? He gets four games. But if y'all just, like, play Brennan in the whole season and then game nine you just put MJ in to finish out the season, which is so state. Just You, would, you wouldn't play him until the UNC game, and then y'all would just play him for the UNC game, saying Brennan's starting the entire game just to throw us off. That's something state would do. Yeah, yeah. and then they would win. <laughs> All right, so we, if all we were to live for and – you know, if we, if we were to do, if we were to do that, we would. No, there's no chance we'd do that because we played Clemson, the seventh game. I mean, shit. They could they could pick and choose what games they play him if he's actually that good. That they play him against. They play him against Clemson, UNC, Miami. I think we're gonna keep. I think we're gonna keep Brennan out there until we absolutely have no. Uh, choice but i know other nc state fans don't want me to say that so i don't know i say i say if he loses louisville i'm gonna give up on him but that's just me right now i mean he hasn't showed me anything so far this season other than his well it depends how he looks against louisville too yeah that's very true he goes out there and he's like five for 17 with like two picks and a fumble yeah that's that's true Louisville's a good football team. They're four and zero, right? Yeah, they they're like number twenty six in the country. They almost got ranked in the AP poll. I kind of wanted them to. Um, yeah, they're not bad. They got a who's their quarterback? Jake Plummer. I think he played at Purdue prior. Yeah, he was at Purdue, and then he transferred to Cal last season. 
or he's on quarterback of the week last week. Yeah, I think five for sure. He had five passing touchdowns and I think two rushing, like some insane stat line. I gotta make sure that's true because that sounds way too true to me. Five passing touchdowns. That's something State hadn't seen in a long time. Some yeah, y'all had a long time. It was they beat. They beat really? <laughs> Drake had multiple five touchdown passing games last season. Oh, so now you want to talk about last season, but last week when I bring it up, oh, you want to talk about last season? No, we're just disputing what you just said because <laughs> it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Wait, who did? Oh, they beat Boston College last week. Um, hold on, I'm looking at this. Then Boston College and Virginia are two worse, I presume, in the ACC. I think Virginia Tech too. Virginia Tech lost to Marshall last week. Yeah, they're bad. Marshall. All right, enough of uh, enough of the state talk. Let's hold talk on, about. Hold on, hold on. Jack Plummer last week, 18 for 21, 388 passing yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. That is insane. I think it's Jake Plummer, and you're basically saying you're cooked. <laughs> hey, Boston College doesn't have our defense, but all right. All right yeah. What'd you see? Uh, I did not catch the game on Saturday, but I uh, rewatched on Sunday and Monday. So, yeah, I uh, I was at a wedding. Shout out Parker, but. Of course, I was at the reception on YouTube TV. Proud to say it. Um, Just watch the games. So, the Tar Heels, first and foremost, it seems to be a theme of this, well, I guess three out of the four games. We've handled business comfortably, but it seems like we could handle it a little bit better. But, you know, as a Carolina fan, I'm not complaining. Um, but it seems like we have another notch to go to. We won the game 41-24. Really no doubt. Um, Pitt came out strong. And you, you know, immediately think about being a dogfight. They're a tough team. That's kind of their did, mantra. Wait, hold on, hold on. Were they up? They were up 7-0 and then up 14-7, right? Yes. Okay. I was just making sure. They punched us in the mouth. But at the end of the day, our guys made plays. Um, Drake can't go through the whole podcast without talking about that lefty touchdown. That was insane. Dude, that's um, so he had, a, he had a super clean game. Um, did, yeah, did what he had to do. We scored 41 points. Uh, we had a kick, a punt return touchdown. Elijah Huzzy had a punt return touchdown and two interceptions. What a transfer he's been for us. Um, but we handled business, got it done. Um, and my biggest takeaway from the game was just solidifying what I already knew is that Gene Chizik is a really good defensive coordinator. We have made halftime adjustments throughout this season incredibly well. It's almost like he goes into the game with his game plan, obviously with his game plan, but he sees what they're going to do, plays a little, little bit more conservatively, like, oh, we're going to give up some points in the first half, and then just collects his thoughts, goes into halftime, makes all the necessary adjustments. And we held them to seven points um, 
after and halftime. Was a, and, and it was a kick return. And that was a kick return. So the defense gave up zero points in the second half. Um, so shout out to Gene Chizik and the boys right in the ship this year. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Um, it's just time to hit a different different level. I feel like we've got one more gear we can hit. Honestly, two or three more gears because the offense has not been clicking all, all cylinders yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all that you said. Um, definitely got punched in the mouth early, uh, which seems to be something we love to do. Um, but defense definitely pulled it together. I think you're right. Um, Gene Chizik knows how to make knows how to make adjustments. I also love the way he's bringing tons of pressure these days. Um, shout out to Cedric Gray, man. I swear he's just running that defense. He is always up every play. He's flying around. I mean, you he's in on every single play, I think. Definitely um, the vocal leader that we needed on our defense. Yeah. Um, still- I will say in that first half, Elijah Huzzy's two punt returns, one he returned for a, a good chunk of yards, and then, you know, obviously the other one he brought to the house. I mean, that changed the game, I feel like, completely. Just put a lot of momentum in our hands. I think it would have been a dogfight if it wasn't for him to, you know, create some sort of spark. So, I think we're lucky to have him, for sure. I still think, yeah, defense, you know, built a wall, um, applied pressure. They brought in their – they had to bring in their, I think, a freshman quarterback in the second half. Um, So, he just got pummeled. But – um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Phil Jerkovic got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wasn't really doing much anyways. Um, yeah, kick return. I mean, what is special teams doing? I mean, just terrible, terrible job of filling lanes on the kick return. I mean, there, he wasn't – no one was even close to him on that kick return. And then later after that, we get a punt blocked. Um, ended up, and it, it was right backed up at their uh, their end zone. So they get the ball at like the twenty after this blocked punt, and then first play they fumble, so it didn't matter, and we got the ball back. But still, I mean, that could have swung the game. It's just stupid crap like that that we're doing. Uh, just kind of annoys me. But uh, one bright spot in special teams has been Noah Burnett. I mean, knock on wood, but. Feel like he's answered the call. So we we took care of business this week. Drake looked good. Uh thought he was good at hitting his receivers within ten to twenty five yards. He connected with JJ Jones a good amount that game. Still missed a little bit on some deep balls, but you know, nothing that is too worrisome. He played well. Drake no May stat line twenty two of thirty. 296 yards with an average of 10 yards per uh, pass and one touchdown throw, uh, QBR 94.2. And he also had um, – oh, sorry, I was looking at his carries. I just thought it was a Marion, but, yeah. I mean, he played a stellar game. Yeah. Very clean. And, He's just doing uh, what he has to do. I would and, uh, not stellar. You know, hey, I'm looking at – ACC stats like over the whole season right now. Drake May has five touchdowns and four interceptions, boys. 
Y'all still no. think he's in? We're four. We're four and zero. Oh. You don't need to talk about how he's not playing stellar. He had a 94, 94 rated QBR. Okay, well, that's playing a damn good football game and doing what it takes to win. It doesn't have to be five touchdowns every week to impress you. I know you're used to that. Dude, I'm just saying he has five touchdowns in the four games. So that's the same amount as Brennan. And you talk yeah, shit about we, we shredded. We shredded oh. absent running the ball. He wasn't doing anything that game because we literally just Amarian scored three touchdowns. Um, Amarian got in what? Did he get in twice this past game? Marion scored one touchdown. Yeah, he got um, in one. Elijah Huzzy had a punt return. I mean, Drake May had two rushing playmakers yeah. doing other things. So, Drake Amarion, May had two rushing touchdowns also. Marion leads the uh, ACC in rushing touchdowns, by the way. I don't know if y'all knew that. I just pulled up the ACC stats. It's kind of fun to look at. Let's take a pause and just go back and tap stop. They're actually, you can keep coming, but your slander on Drake May is hilarious and never compare him to Brennan Armstrong ever again. I'm just saying they better keep picking the draft. Okay, well, where's his Heisman? It ain't coming this year, bud. And he's gone after this year. And then what the freak are y'all going to do? Go cry? We don't have to have a Heisman. I don't give a. F- he could still be in the Heisman race if we keep winning ball games, but we're, I'm not worried about him getting the Heisman. I just want to win. Y'all are worried about him. You can gripe on is him not getting the Heisman. Then sounds like we're having a good season. <laughs> y'all can go ten and zero, and guess who? Or eleven and zero, and guess who that one loss is going to be? It's going to be to NC State, like it always is. But I don't know. Yeah, you can go ahead and keep saying that. I mean, yeah, got a long way to go till we get there. So you're going to say it every week. Mm-hmm. But when that week comes and it's Thursday, Friday, you're going to be shitting your pants. And hey, we're that week, we already said we're going to record in person. Patrick, Patrick Jane won not in the face. <laughs> <laughs> we can do your, uh, you can sock wrestle Patrick that, that episode. Ooh. I'm live. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm moving twenty against Patrick Sock wrestling, but that's after way too many beers. <laughs> be no different this time. Um, um, that uh, I think that wraps up our takeaways from this week. Um, the Tar Heels won forty-one twenty-four. Handle business. Um, sounds like Tap has a few more closing words for this after their embarrassing win. Yeah, I got I to gotta give my uh, MVP of the game for us. Caden Noonkester, eight punts, 400 yards, 50 hours. You just gave your, your the, yeah, the most valuable player of the game to the punter. That means you're – wait, how many times did you say you punted the ball? Eight times. <laughs> eight times. We punted the ball eight times. I don't think we punted the ball eight times this season. <laughs> Dude, but 50, 50 Wait, yards. Look, how many times have we part of the ball this year? I'll look it up. Y'all keep talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> Dude, all right. Hey, he is an absolute weapon, though. 50 yard average. Yeah, and y'all need his ass because you can't move the ball. I'm just saying, Dave Doran pointed it out, too. It was, it was, he was a weapon in this game and it flipped field position a lot of the time. Dude, y'all definitely had more than eight punts. Yard I'm tripping. really glad that Newcastle. Ben Karen has punted the ball nine. Ben Karen has punted the ball nine times this season. 
Shut up. Swear to God. That's pretty one yard average. 51 yard average? 41. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Our quarterback, I mean, our punter's a G. Well, also, he's had nine punts, five. We're inside the 20. Hey, I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad y'all got a great punter. Uh, yeah, for instance, he's punted. Jaden Newcastle's punted 19 times this season. Uh, yeah, that's just bad. Um, I'll give our MVP of the game. Got to give it to the boy J.J. Jones stepping up in uh, Tez's absence. Had 117 yards, his career high, and a touchdown. Um, yeah, he, he was good. To, well, we don't know how much of a beat we've skipped without Tez, but I'm sure it's a little one. But he's been a very viable receiver. Um, proud of that guy. Um, but yeah, that'll be. Yeah, let's, let's hear your stat line from your flag football game earlier today. Uh, one drop, we lost our third game. Probably was tackling leader if I had to, if I had to go into the stat book. You know, I was everywhere. It's more like looking like a Sed Gray out there playing linebacker. <laughs> Who's that quarterback? Uh, you wouldn't know him. I've got some strawberries on my on my knees. One dude tried to hurdle me, and then I tried to jump up also, and he bodied me, and I forgot that it was flag football, so I didn't reach for his flag. That one hurt. Did he Did he keep running? Yeah, he was like six foot four. I should have just gone for his knees. God. Is John play? No, that's a whole other. That's a whole other story, and he'll be listening tomorrow. So. uh you can go ahead and call him after this and get the rundown from him. Um, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll go into who shit the bed segment. Uh, we'll let AJ lead it off and tap, and I'll go last. Um. Yeah. Easily. Uh, easily. Brandon Armstrong once again. I mean, I already mentioned it earlier. Fifteen and thirty. Is uh, Brandon Armstrong a two a two time shit the better? I think it might be three at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, they're all, the offense is just so stagnant. Uh, you can't move the ball. Every Everyone – I mean, he – he. I'll give him, like, his ground game. Like, he can – he's a big dude and kind of run the ball with his feet. But against, like, real defenses, it's just not going to work. I mean, he's just so inaccurate. It's unreal. He's uh, He's definitely just hurting that offense, in my opinion. Um, State's not going to be very good with him playing quarterback. Hey, can I give a little uh, – y'all probably don't know this. Um, Our starting quarterback – I mean, our starting running back, Jordan Houston, who's started the past three games, decided on Thursday, the day before the game, that he was not playing the rest of the season and wanted to save his red shirt so he could transfer out next year because he was not happy with his playing time. No way. It's really uh, – tap. I'll I'll take second. That's a great segue. I'm gonna go with who shit the bed is State's culture. You got a guy, the starting senior running back, gets his job taken, quits on the team, gets out of there. State's running back room in shambles. Jordan Houston and State's culture shit the bed this week for me. And you brought up the whole Marcus Morris thing about utilizing him for three games. Marcus I mean, Morris. Who the I mean, hell is that? 
MJ Morris, I mean, like that's state, that's state culture. Dude, state culture is putting, getting three stars and then developing them into NFL talent. As well. no, yeah. Dude. That's what we call three, three. That's another nickname. Three star day. It's not going to get it done. Y'all want to talk about culture. You had freaking half your defense transfer out of the program last year. Yep, and we're back, and we have one guy that stayed. That had nothing to do with our culture. Five milli, and we had a bunch of defensive backs transfer out that were trash because they knew they weren't going to play. How is yeah. how is Storm, how is Storm? I don't think Tony Grimes has played a snap at Texas A&M. I thought he was on Louisville. No, that's Storm Duck. Tony Grimes. Here's a story about Tony Grimes. He sat out the ACC, or no, he sat out the NC State game, I believe, was ready to play, or no, and NC State. And then when the ACC championship game rolls around, he tells the coaches, all right, I'm ready, to, I'm ready, like, I'm ready, let's get back. And they looked at him and said, all right, uh, you're, not going, you're not starting or playing like Marcus Allen's better than you as a true freshman. The dude was trash. Yeah, he's garbage. He's, I literally, I don't think, I know as of week, Two or week three, he hadn't played a snap at Texas A&M. Dude was wow. a former five-star. Yeah, y'all are so hype on him coming in. I he looked that. great his freshman year in the Orange Bowl. He had to step in, and he looked good. And he was garbage. Yep. You ought to get all the five-stars you want, but they ain't going to beat our three-stars. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, what uh, what's got to happen this week? Uh, tap for Friday night. What's going to happen for a one in a million chance that Shave wins? <laughs> we're only, we're only, I think the spread's minus three Louisville right now, which I have, I have no that idea what it is. At home, it's a Friday night. I mean, I, I'll, I will say it probably will be pretty close. I think State at home is going to put up a good fight. Well, I got to get my shit to bed real fast. Yeah, I mean, beer who shit the bed. And no, uh, yes, that one. Um, like y'all said, y'all kind of, y'all kind of handled it, uh, pretty well, uh, Pittsburgh. Um, I know y'all are high on British Blitz coming into this week. Um, so I just wanted to give a little shit on him. Yeah. British Brooks. Uh, eight, eight carries for 12 yards. One and a half average. I know Patrick's been talking about him all season. I know y'all kind of moved on from him and uh, went to Marion Hampton, but uh, I think if y'all are going to have a good running game, you're going to have to have both of them play well. So, British Brooks shit the bed this week. Like you said, nobody really played that shitty. So, that's yeah, what I mean, I'm for. We just, you know, he's a good running back. We just have a better one. So, he's just yeah. he's probably, like, probably like the best in the ACC. I mean, you say he's leading the ACC in rushing touchdowns. So, British Brook is ten times better than any running back on the state roster right now. It's like I would not agree with that. Michael Allen, really? yeah, Michael Allen had ten carries for thirty-six yards this past week. British Brook had eight. He averaged three point six yards per carry. Is that what you're telling me? Three point six, and British Brook averaged one point two. Yeah, that's your st- guy. That's your guy. That's your running back. Did you not just hear that our starting running back decided to redshirt on Thursday and we play on Friday, AJ? Because he yeah. got his position taken because he sucks. Yeah, he got his position taken by Michael Allen because <laughs> he blows and then just quit. <laughs> All right. 
You want to talk about Louisville? Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into State versus Louisville, um, UNC. We got our first buy coming up for the um, for the two programs. But, uh, yeah, let's hop right into and then the taps. parlay. Yeah, we got another parlay. We'll win this week. We'll win, I swear. Right into it. Um, we got a big one on Friday, fellas. I'm gonna be there leaving work at three o'clock, getting uh, getting to Raleigh around five thirty. Get a couple beers in me, get feeling right. It's the plan. Um, Another yeah. Friday night game. That's so weird, dude. So weird. Two in a row. I can, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like it because then I'm not stressed out all day Saturday, and I can enjoy college football and not be a psychopath. Well, you'd be playing a noon game on Saturday, so it'd be over quick. Yeah, to get a prime time under the lights, they got to shovel those games up to Friday night. Yeah, that's not true. But yeah, High school keep... football plays on Friday, buddy. <laughs> you know who else plays on Friday? <laughs> NC State plays Friday at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Y'all be tuned in, and so will I. Um, but believe it or not, I won't be tuned in. What country are you going to? Tedeschi Trucks and MSG. Oh, well, that's actually cool. I thought you were going to say, like, Katy Perry or something. A little freaking... <laughs> going to stop myself right there. Um, But Louisville's 4-0. They're a good football team. I'm not, I'm not too impressed with their quarterback. Obviously, he had a good game. Good game last week. But on the contrary from what you were saying earlier, you were raving about him. Yeah, I was very bad to say exactly. No, no. Dude, you said the that is you contradicted yourself on this podcast alone is like uncanny. You least said, Do you understand how crazy that is? <laughs> Talking about his stat line. Five tunnies. Talking about last week, dude. Like before last week he had five touchdowns. Like he doubled his scoring touchdowns in one game. And that's because Boston College's defense is ass. Can y'all just shut the heck up and listen to me for a second? Let's hear it. Louisville's got Louisville's got some good skill position players. That's more what I'm worried about, not their quarterback. Their quarterback, he did put the ball in the right spots, but he doesn't scare me with his legs or anything like that. Um I honestly think our our home crowd advantage. I don't think Louisville's really had a real test on the road yet, um, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But Friday night, every, the Chargers going to be rocking like it always is. Ain't nobody leaving at halftime for like VMI, like Patrick wanted to point out. But it's going to be rocking we'll in there, and I cannot freaking wait. And something I want to see. I mean, we got to get. Yeah, I get KC Concepcion more involved. I don't care if he's catching every single pass, but he's got to get the ball in his hands because he could do something special in space. And we're going to have to uh, kind of utilize our defense and try to slow down that Louisville offense. Um, it's a really big game for our cornerbacks because our safety room is really depleted right now. We have our two starting safeties out. 
then we got a true freshman back there and then a transfer that I'm not really high on, Bishop Fitzgerald. Um, but we shall see what happens there. And I know they got one of the best wide receivers in the ACC. So Aiden White, Cheyenne Battle, not to be on their A game. Don't let it get past them because our safeties are safeties are the last line of defense and they're not looking too hot right now. So I'm excited to see what Brennan can do. Hopefully he steps up and keeps his job. Like I said earlier, I think he needs to win this game um, for first off for his sake and for NC State fans' sake because they're going to be coming at his head. So. That's basically all I got. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I'll give my uh, scoring prediction right now. I haven't really thought about it till right now. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, really? Yeah. I think Louisville's defense is – I mean, Louisville's offense is fantastic. Um, so, I mean, not high-scoring high, high scoring for NC State terms. I mean, we held everybody we played last year under 30 points. So, I'm saying – 28-35 NC State. And that's what I got for you, boys. Louisville's tough, and I cannot wait to be there. Also, I don't know if y'all saw that uh, post I sent y'all. NC State featuring the new black uniforms that glow in the dark. The numbers literally glow in the dark. It's going to be sick. That's yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Can y'all light the stadium blue yet? Or are y'all a little bit behind on that one still? Oh yeah, we can tap. We've already mentioned that in the podcast. Oh yeah, I forgot. Good job. You're about two years late. You just told us that your college football team has glow in the dark jerseys. Dude. <laughs> Did you not watch the video that I sent you? It's sick. No, I didn't I, know. Hey, y'all y'all enjoy the Y'all wrestling for Syracuse. Go ahead and uh, take your bye week. You're four and zero. Yep, we're uh, we're four and zero going into a bye week, and I think it comes at the perfect time. We just went through a four four respectable team. Uh, I would call it a gauntlet, and came out four and zero. We're a little bit banged up, and I think we have a lot of stuff to clean up um, on the offensive end for sure. Um, so I think this bye week comes at a fantastic, fantastic time to reassess, um, get everyone healthy. And, you know, we've got two big games coming up the next two weekends with a 4-0 Syracuse team and a 4-0 Miami Hurricanes team. And we're going to see what Syracuse is made of this week as they're taking on Clemson. So the bye week will be much needed and, you know, we'll – is uh, yep. the Syracuse game in the Carrier Dome or Death Valley? I'm looking at it right now. Give me one second. Yeah, can we, before we jump into the parlay, I know you are trying to hop off of here, but can we talk about all the good games last week real fast? Um, It is at Syracuse. And Clemson is six and a half point favorites. Damn. Um, Yeah, AJ, give us a rundown of the Notre Dame game real quick, if you don't mind. I want to hear about that. Um, yeah, I was there. Um, atmosphere was electric. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very loud in there at times. Um, tailgating scene was crazy. From I mean, I got there at – I pulled into the lots at 12, and it was insane. I mean, it was so hard to find a parking spot. 
Um, game was the game was crazy. Um, obviously, I don't think it's for me. It wasn't what I wanted. I wanted a shootout, and I got the exact opposite. It was zero to three at halftime. Ohio State. Um, and yeah, Sam Hartman not able to move the ball. I think. Uh, I think it was coaching. Pro. I, I mean, that's. I don't know if y'all heard about the whole uh, mental collapse at the end of the game. No, talk about that. Um, well, oh, I, well, I yeah, think, eleven people on the or ten people on the field. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, did, did you like I, their jerseys, AJ? Notre Dame's. I thought they looked. Uh, I thought they looked pretty good on the field. Uh, kind of remind me of Christmas though, so it was a little weird. Yeah. But, uh, no, I thought they were being reserved with Sam Hartman. They're making him play a little robotic, which is not his game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just, it was, they couldn't move the ball. Although I was also baffled, you know, running backs in the country right now, they would run them and then they would immediately take them off the field every single play. They, he was never on for two consecutive plays. It was so weird. And was he out of shape? No, I mean we've got another. They've got another great running back, um, but I mean Audrey Gessame is just—he's built like a bus and he's runs a four-four. So I don't know what was going on there. End of the game, we stopped him on fourth and one, and then got the ball back with like four minutes left and could only get like one first down. And had to punt, crappy punt. They got the ball at, like, Notre Dame's 45, so basically they're the 50. And took them one big play to get to the 20 and then another to get to the three. And then there was a timeout. And then after the timeout, they put 10 people on the field. After a timeout. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was complete. And they knew it, too. They saw it. But they had no timeouts, and they could they didn't want to call the timeout and force the penalty, which would have just made it half to the half yard or whatever to the goal, half to the goal line. So it would have been at the one and a half yard line instead of the three. I say you just get the penalty, take the penalty there. But they decided to play it out with ten guys with three seconds left. That is so stupid. Yeah, I think Marcus Freeman sh- should have got crucified the next day. I mean, just such a bonehead. Dude, how about how about damn Colorado getting their absolute shit rock? Yeah, they got slapped back down to reality. That's for sure. That game was Oregon's good. Oregon's really good. Oregon is very good. I was very impressed. Like that, he's although it's like what his seventh year playing football now. He's in. He's in Heisman production. We should have beat them in the bowl game last season. Yeah, that was a good was a crazy last game. We were up. It was kind of similar to this Notre Dame Ohio State game. They scored at the very last second. Yep. Um, all, right. all right. Well, let's do the uh, let's do the parlay for the week, and hopefully, it freaking hits. Yep, oh, we're over three this year, folks. Or if we can go, oh, that would be awesome. I got All a good right, feel go, about this one. I'll go ahead and start. 
Ole Miss plus two and a half. They're coming off a loss to Alabama. Um, they were into that game early and kind of just blew it at the end. Um, I kind of forgot who they're playing right now. Oh, LSU. LSU is looking pretty uh, slow. They barely beat Arkansas last week. So go ahead and give me Jackson Dart and the Rebels at plus two and a half. Lock it in. And we're going to see what happens with them. And I'll send it over to AJ. Kansas plus 16 and a half. They are in Austin, Texas this weekend playing the Longhorns. This Kansas team is good. Uh, Jalen Daniels is legit in my mind. He got hurt last year. This is the second year in a row. Kansas is 4-0. and um, Their running back, Devin Neal, preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. They're returning 17 to 22 starters, and they're averaging 37.8 points per game on offense this year. Book it. Kansas plus 16 and a half. I am rolling... With the Fighting Irish, the the game of the week, uh, game day against the Duke Blue Devils, minus six. I think Duke's a good football team. I don't think they've got the talent and depth to match up against Notre Dame. It's a bunch of five stars playing against a bunch of three stars. I think everybody's really high on Duke this season for what they were able to do against Clemson. Mostly a fluke in my eyes with Clemson running the ball for 200 yards and passing the ball for 200 yards in that game. Um, I think Duke gets put back down to reality. It's not like their crowd is going to be a factor in the game at all. Um, Notre Dame, minus six. Podcast parlor? No guests this week. Uh, UNC going into the bye. We just wanted to have a short, short pod this week. Hope y'all enjoyed, though. And uh, y'all don't have any more words. I guess we'll close it out and see y'all next week. Big game, Friday night. Go to hell, Louisville. For the, for the pack to take a fat L. Yep, we'll be coming back next week. The Hills will be undefeated, and the pack will be 3-2. and two. You heard it here first. See you, folks. Peace.